Welcome to Noble Brands, your weekly short Bible study that dives into the scriptures in a meaningful way in just a few minutes each week. I'm your host, Steve Sanders. Today is our 19th episode on our study on the book of Ruth. If you listened to last week's episode, I think I might have referred to that as the 17th episode. So you haven't missed anything. That was just a mistake on my part. This week, we are going to wrap up our study on the book of Ruth. And you might think there's not a whole lot to add as we are down to just the final few verses of the book. And if you've read ahead, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot there. But really, you might be surprised. Even though we're here at the end, don't rely on this episode to give you a thorough recap of everything you need to know. We're not going to be able to do that today, and we have covered so much in this series. If you are new to the podcast, or if you haven't heard any of the rest of this study, you're going to want to go back to the October 3rd, 2019 episode where we began this study on the book of Ruth. In this episode today, we are reading Ruth chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, which is the last four verses in the book of Ruth. And we're going to be reading from the net version as we have done throughout the rest of the series. So let's start in verse 18. These are the descendants of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amenadab. Amenadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salma. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. While this may seem like a simple genealogy from Perez to David, there is a bit more here than meets the eye. First, notice that the genealogy here is given with Boaz's name, not Malon's. I can't find a good explanation of this, but the rest of the story in the book of Ruth demonstrates that Obed was going to inherit Malon's share and carry on his name, as well as care for Naomi, his grandmother through Malon, and then also his mother Ruth. Second, this is a bit of a sketchy genealogy if we take all things into consideration. First, we have Boaz's mother, who isn't noted in the genealogy here, but is in Matthew chapter 1. This is Rahab the harlot. Yes, that word means prostitute. There is really a whole other story here, but it's possible that she was even the owner of a brothel. Beyond that, she was a Canaanite, a people group who were enemies of Israel and commanded by God to be destroyed. Now, we're going to come back to that in just a moment. Then we have Obed's mother, Ruth, who is a Moabite. Now, Moabites, as we've already talked about in this study, they weren't on the best of terms with the Israelites, and the children of Israelites and Moabite marriages were prohibited from entering the assembly of the Lord to the tenth generation. These two examples alone are enough for the overly righteous to wonder how King David, a man after God's own heart, might have come from this line, much less the Messiah himself also coming from this line. This is a good warning to us, though, not to put God in a box he didn't create. Now, you may challenge me a bit on that. In the case of the Moabites, the Bible clearly says that they were prohibited from entering the assembly of the Lord to the tenth generation. How is it then that King David, the great-grandson of a Moabite woman, could be the king of Israel and enter the assembly of the Lord? It's widely thought that this prohibition, as well as others throughout the Bible, 
followed only the male line. In other words, if Malon had been a Moabite, or presumably if Boaz had been a Moabite, then David would have been prohibited from entering the assembly of the Lord. But because it was Ruth, the female in the line, that was a Moabite, there are some who believe that this prohibition did not apply. There's more to this that needs some consideration, though. Let's draw Rahab back into the discussion. She was a Canaanite, and in Deuteronomy and in Joshua, there was no kindness shown to the Canaanites, but Rahab was different. She helped the Israelite spies, and due to this, she and her father's household were permitted to live in Israel and converted to worship the God of Israel. Furthermore, Ruth converted to Judaism even before Obed was born and was considered part of Boaz's house. In this, we can see that God was not so hardened against these people that he would not accept them if they came to him, which is the nature we know God to have as believers. Paul, the author of most of the New Testament, even called himself the worst of all sinners in 1 Timothy chapter 1. He was a blasphemer and even persecuted God's people, followers of Jesus, but yet he was accepted because he repented of that and he converted to becoming a Christian, to telling people about Jesus. One other item worth noting is an oddity that's easy to read over, but it might cause some question. Who is Salma in verse 20 and Salmon in verse 21? Well, it seems they're actually the same person. These are probably variations of the same name, and in fact, in some versions of the Bible, these are both listed as Salmon, but in Hebrew, the spelling is different. It's not something to get hung up on, though. Think of it like we might say the name Jennifer and Jenny, and with that, we are at the end of the book of Ruth. Now, what a fabulous story of redemption and provision. With Boaz, we can see a picture of Christ who became our redeemer and opened the door for us to be a part of the kingdom. With Ruth, we saw a relentless pursuit of the redeemer, a lesson to us all. Do we, as believers, pursue our redeemer, Jesus, relentlessly? Did we do that before we became saved? And Again, as I've already implied, do we do that now that we are saved? Do we insist that he take us on? It's only by his grace that we are saved. But salvation is important enough for us to pursue him like our lives depend on it, because they do. Hello everyone, this is Easton, a member of the Noble Bereans team. The feedback we're getting on the podcast is great, but we need your help to get the word out to others. There are two things you could do to help. First, you can rate the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Or second, you can share the podcast with others. Many people still don't know how to listen to podcasts, and you can be the one that shows them how. The easiest way is to send them a link to podcast.noblebereans.com or you can show them how to use a podcast app on their mobile device. The show is on many platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We've also just started a Facebook group where some great interaction is happening. We'd love to have you join us there. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash noblebereans. This is Steve again. I hope you have enjoyed this study on the book of Ruth as much as I have. Like I've said before, I'm going to be putting together a study guide based upon this series. If you want to receive a copy of that, head over to our website, noblebereans.com, and register. Once I'm done with it, I'll send it out to you. Finally, join us again for our next episode. We're going to get back to some shorter studies for a little while, and then we'll probably dive into another book of the Bible at some point in time. But right now, it'll probably be episodes that can be covered in a week or two. Until next time, love like Him, live for Him, and reflect His light into this world.